My name is Laura Miranda and I'm from Colombia. I'm from a city called Pasto. Pasto, Colombia, a city located in the southwest of Colombia. It is the border with Ecuador. Pasto is a beautiful city. It is surrounded by mountains. We actually have the most active volcano in Colombia. Everywhere you drive around, you'll see like mountains and it's something that it makes it very unique about Pasto. Pasto is not very famous or popular around the world. I feel like every time that I talk about where I'm from, they're like, oh, I've never heard of it. Like, what is it like? Uh, um, what's like the most amazing thing about living there? And there's so many things that are interesting about the city where I'm from. Not only like all the beautiful locations that you can go to visit. It's very cultural. We celebrate um, the Blacks and Whites Carnival every year. Um, it's very unique in the way they celebrate racial heritage and diversity. It's the longest celebration in southern Colombia and it takes six days and the city becomes literally a party. And it's all about the culture and how we were conquered by the Spanish people and how we became the city that we are now. It's so beautiful, like all the beaches and all the cities back home are so unique and I don't think many people are aware of that just because of that prototype that we have and that stereotype that unfortunately with media and just like Colombia is a country that teeters on the brink of narco-terrorism and democracy it's a state that's been hijacked by drug dealers and gangsters by right-wing paramilitaries and FARC guerrillas People think that there is a big drug culture in Colombia, but I personally didn't ever experience that. Obviously, there are drugs like anywhere in the world, and we do have that expectation of drugs. But I feel like we kind of produce it more than consume it, if that makes sense, because it's so easy to produce it back home. Uh, a lot of people just like would then export it and like other countries would consume it, but I was never aware of it or I was never exposed to it. I obviously like I'm aware of the history that the country has but yeah it wasn't something that I was exposed to unlike my parents for example my parents would have like stories about like um, when the drug hotels were big but again like the city where I'm from was never like a city that had like um, this happening that you would go on the streets and it would be like super dangerous thankfully I wasn't like we were never exposed to that because I feel like everyone's like oh my god Cali and Medellin and I'm like no well I personally never saw that I'm from a family of four people. Unfortunately, my dad passed away in 2015. We are very close family, like, to each other. And when my dad passed away, it was so good that we had, like, that good relationship. We would have always been so close to each other because that was, like, our support system. We rely on each other for everything. And my brother came to Australia in 2009 and I was pretty much with my dad and my mom all of my teenage years like in the sense that I was like the only child let's say obviously my brother was here but yeah I was like oh I had the full attention from them <laughs> and that was good and bad because I'll be like always I feel like I would always be like oh you you have to be like your brother like a good girl kind of thing and I, I even though I was like I was very good so my mom she's a social worker and my dad used to be a salesman but in the pharmaceutical industry we weren't from a, a wealthy family, let's say. I was just from like a normal to middle class. And 
his professionalism was very popular and everyone would be like, oh, we actually know Pablo because that was his name. Uh, and my mum also has a, a beautiful CV. She has an amazing professional history, I say. I did all my school years back home. The education is just like constantly improving because we are a developing country, so I feel like we're constantly improving. But when I was there, um, there were a few things that I personally didn't get to learn. And when I came here to Australia, I kind of had to catch up with that, like with those gaps. It's funny to, to see that when you are actually back home and you think that you're like part of the best school, it's actually not that good until you like come to um, first world country education and you realise, oh wow, there's so many things that we could improve. And I feel like they have been doing it. The job opportunities in Colombia are a little bit more challenging than in here in Australia. I feel that for young people especially, like when you finish university, it doesn't guarantee you 100% that you get a job. And even if you finish like a master's or if you specialize in something, it doesn't actually guarantee you that you get a job. It's just more difficult to get a job back home. I feel like in Australia, you don't necessarily have to have a degree to earn that much money. And I didn't know that until I came here and I've met so many people that they still get like good money. My parents were always very, like they always encouraged my brother and I to learn a second language. They always thought it was very important. Dad wanted to go to the States uh, when he was young, but he never had the chance. And mom wanted to go to Europe and learn another language, and she never had the chance either. But when they like were together, they were like, okay, we're going to work on our children to kind of have that exposure to the world, to different cultures, and to learn uh, what the world is like and what they can get from that. So they always like encourage us to do like an international exchange. So my, my brother and I were given the opportunities to choose a country to study in. And my brother back in 2009, I think he had a couple of options. I think he had Canada and uh, the United Kingdom and Australia. And the reason why he picked Australia was because he was able to study and work 20 hours whereas in the other countries he wasn't given that opportunity. And the reason why he picked Brisbane was because of the weather, how good the weather was, and just like the pace of the city. Even though everyone says that Brisbane has like a slow pace, it's like easily going. For us, like we come from like a smaller city, I think it was just like a good challenge, like it was a good kind of pace of life. <laughs> I was given the same opportunities and I obviously thought, oh, well, my brother is already there, I already have some kind of like support, so I can just go there and learn a second language. So that was actually the original reason why we came here. But what we didn't know was that we were going to fall in love with the culture, with the city itself. It's so beautiful. The blue skies are just, like, so nice. And there are so many things to do here. And once you are kind of aware of what you want to do here, you just kind of work on the path to get there. So the year when I moved to Australia was actually a very interesting and challenging year for us because that was the year that my dad passed away and then I finished high school and then in October I was like coming to Australia so I was actually very excited to come here but also like going through that grief and also like just leaving mom and everything. When I first landed in Australia 
I was so excited to just be able to work on my future and like all these plans that I had. First of all, I would like to say that it's just such a long trip to get here. I think it took me like 26 hours. So I first had to go to Los Angeles and then from Los Angeles to uh, Sydney and then from Sydney to Brisbane. So it was actually a long journey to get here. And the first thing that you want to do is just like have a shower, first of all, and then explore the city because you are told to just like sleep so much in the flight. You're like, you have to sleep even if you had already slept and you have like a, a night flight, you have to just sleep. So you, when you get there, you're not tired and you kind of like adjust to the timetable better and you're not jet lagged. So that's like the first thing that I did. So I remember that I landed and everything was in English and I was kind of like following the signage at the airport and I was like, okay, suitcase, like baggage. And I was just like following it. But then they ask you all these questions in English where you come from they have all these questions and all I was thinking about was like oh my god just, I just want to go home and just like have a shower and just like start exploring this beautiful city I feel like once you hear the country Australia the relationship that you make is like kangaroos everywhere or like very tall people I don't know why but we're always still like very tall people and once you come here you first realize that there's no kangaroos everywhere there's no koalas everywhere and there are snakes everywhere <laughs> and spiders so here are 10 reasons why you shouldn't go to australia. australia is the country with the most voracious and venomous animals come and meet them number one bull shark what we saw on like those documentaries it was like a very wild life and so when i came to australia things that were really like that caught my attention were infrastructure the way the roads and the connectivity of the cities and I always like compared to where I am from so I was like oh my god look they have like really amazing highways here and we we don't back home so that was actually something that caught my attention and that kind of made me pick civil engineering as the career that I wanted to follow I moved to Australia in 2015 uh, and I was 17 years old I think it was very challenging to have come with zero English, first of all, and at a young age, I still had like that cultural shock of just not knowing the language, of just being exposed to all these different traditions and these different cuisines, especially because back home I wasn't very good with food, like I wouldn't eat much, and when I came here, all these like multicultural dishes that you guys got, it was actually, a, there was a big cultural shock. So when I came to Australia, I originally came to study English for eight months. And then I, I decided to extend my visa, my student visa. It's very expensive for like an international student to study university. So what I decided was to seek some help from agencies. And then they kind of like directed me to TAFE. And then they were talking about this associate degree in civil engineering that at the time I was like, oh my God, this is perfect because it's like all the subjects that I want to learn about, but it's also like the great entrance to the industry. The course takes two years and then you'll be able to apply for a job as a draftsperson by going to TAFE. Then I was like, awesome, because I don't necessarily have to finish the degree to get a job. And that was just beautiful because I thought that way I can save some money and then eventually pay my engineering degree. So that's something really good. And once I started at TAFE, I really liked it. I enjoyed every year of it. I started this associate degree 
uh, in civil engineering at TAFE and then I eventually um, got a job in the industry when I was in third semester. It pretty much took me like a whole year to become really good at English. I feel like I started learning more and more words and more vocabulary the first few months that I was here and then I was able to communicate with people and have like conversations with them but it wasn't something fluent it was like my sentences would probably be like in the wrong tense like I would speak in present when I was referring to the past or I would speak in the future when I was referring to the present things like that so it took me like I would say like a whole year to actually become really good at it and like be a little bit more fluent I surrounded myself by people that spoke the language. I try not to hang out with Colombians or people that were speaking my same language just because I really wanted to learn English and that was the reason why I originally came here. I remember the first time that I went to order something at Hungry Jack's I wasn't able to actually say what I wanted. Like I wanted probably like a meal and they were like, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I kept pointing the things on the screens that they have behind them. And they were like, oh yeah, that burger. And it was probably not even the one that I wanted, but I just wanted food. I was like, yeah, just that, yes, yes. And I would just say, yes, thank you, yes, thank you. And then the whole thing about like the pay pass thing, you know, that was another challenge for me because they were like pay pass. And I was like, well, papers like by home if you use a credit card you actually have to put like the pin code and everything there's no such thing as pay pass I was like oh okay this is magic like beautiful I just touched hit the screen and I I just paid my meal amazing I think the best things about Australia in Brisbane in particular are the weather I think we are very lucky in the sunshine state <laughs> I just love the fact that it's very warm most of the time and we have the beaches really close to us just like an hour away from the Gold Coast or like an hour and a half from the uh, Sunshine Coast and I really love that because I feel like I can go on a holiday even like during the week or like I can just like go for a short break and just forget about my everyday routine just take a day off and just relax and I love the fact that we have all these national parks surrounding us I love Mancutha I remember that when I came here and I was taken there I was like oh my god this is like a beautiful place to be so there are so many things that I really like about Australia but especially how safe I feel in this country we are so free to do whatever we want we are free to express ourselves and no one will ever judge you. Even if you are walking with the craziest outfit or the craziest hairstyle, no one would ever like judge you and they would encourage you always to be yourself. So that's something that I really love about this country's culture. Because you have that understanding that everywhere you can see kangaroos, right? I remember that I was telling my brother, hey Juan, I really want to go to Kangaroo Point because apparently you can see kangaroos there. And he just like started laughing at me. He was like, oh my God, that's just a suburb. You don't actually see kangaroos. Like if you actually want to see kangaroos, you have to go to Lone Pine Koala, which is a little bit further than Kangaroo Point. I was like, oh my God, like I just imagine myself now, like in hindsight, I'm like, why was I thinking that there were kangaroos there? Just because of the name of the suburb, like Kangaroo Point. And it's funny because I was actually talking about that with so many of my classmates, like my English school classmates, and we were like, yeah, let's go to Kangaroo Point. And it's, it wasn't actually, yeah, it wasn't true. There's no kangaroo, so yeah. Mm-hmm.
making friends here for me when I was learning English was kind of easy. I went to all the activities that the school would do and that's how we became friends. It's funny, but something that really helped me, I remember that there was a teacher that was like, oh, you should download Tinder. It's going to help you find a boyfriend or a boy and they help you with your English. And I was like, okay. And I remember that the first time that I downloaded Tinder, I was like, this seems like kind of weird because back home we don't actually have, we, I don't think we had Tinder back then, like, cause it was so early. And I was like, oh my God, this is kind of scary. And I went on a couple of dates with guys and, and I remember that, yes, I did meet a guy and I dated him and he helped me with my English and he actually introduced me to all my friends that I have now. Well, most of my friends. But then the way I actually made Australian friends or like from other countries and everything was through work. Like all my co-workers and I would like just hang out after work and we would have drinks. But that was actually how I, I got to make friends. So when I first started TAFE, I went to this orientation week and I remember that um, there was like a day for international people and another one for like the um, domestic students. And we went to this um, conference, I guess, just like when they were like welcoming us and letting us know how the program was going to be like. They first gave us like a tour. So that was kind of like my first, first day at TAFE. I felt so excited about the whole idea of studying and studying my career development here in Australia. But I also felt a little bit scared just because I didn't know what it was going to be like. I didn't know what the teachers were going to be like. But I feel like that orientation day was actually really good just to get to know who I was going to be for the rest of my of the two years that I was going to be there so they usually like do activities to get to know the people that you're going to be with in the course and also the teachers the teachers were lovely I remember there was this one particular teacher that I will always remember he was like the advanced math teacher he was so friendly and he would always like ask you how you were doing whether you were enjoying the course and he would make jokes all the time but like really funny jokes so yeah on that first day I remember that we got to talk to all the teachers previous students that had completed the course already and that kind of like makes you a little bit more comfortable you just feel more welcome you feel like more comfort the course that I did took two years I needed to complete some professional experience to complete the course. So when I was in third semester, I started working on my CV and trying to organize it to go and look for a job. I applied to so many SIG ads on internet and I actually went and gave my resume because that was what people would tell me. Like people would be like, oh, just go to the companies and like or call them and hand your resume and like show you how interested you are to to be kind of like part of the industry. And it's a great advice because I feel like that really helped me. So when I was in third semester, I managed to get a job at a company, an engineering firm, and I have been working there since. So it was actually amazing because the skills that they taught me at TAFE were just the perfect skills for me to kind of to start a job in the industry. Once you complete the course at TAFE, they organize this like a graduation ceremony and they make you wear the um, the outfit for the ceremony and everything. So it's really nice and I, I felt very excited. It feels like you actually achieve like a milestone. It feels like these two years have been worth it, you know, because once you're like given the certificate and once you like get to throw the hat, 
be like, oh, yeah, I actually completed something. So, yeah, we had a ceremony and, and that was pretty cool. Welcome to TAFE Queensland's 2020 International Graduation. Today, we celebrate your achievement as you prepare to embark on the next chapter of your career. Congratulations to the graduating class of 2020. I feel like TAFE really helps you to find a job in the industry. Like when you're struggling to get a job yourself, they send you emails about companies that are looking for interns. So they are very, very good at communicating that to you and they really help you. I remember that so many of my friends weren't able to get jobs themselves just because they like experience. I guess that's normal when you're a student, but no one understands that outside there. Um, but then... Yeah, TAFE really like connects you to the right people. And I think they have like a partnership with Transport and Main Roads and you can get to have like some work experience with them. So once you finish TAFE, it's not too hard to get a job. After I finished TAFE, I started working full time. I've been doing that for three years now. And I decided to complete my bachelor in civil engineering. So I'm now going to QUT. And it was amazing because because I went to TAFE, I got like a year and a half off because of the credits and all the pathways that they have. And now I'm working full time as a civil engineering technician and I do a lot of civil design and I still do drafting, which is just like taking care of the drawings for construction. I have been enjoying what I do. I feel like I'm learning something every day. People that I work with are very helpful and they are always encouraging me to continue progressing in my professional career. So I feel like that's something really good about the place that I work at. And now I'm working full-time and paying uni. So that was amazing because I, I remember the first time that I paid the two units that I did. I felt such, I don't know, I felt so good about myself, about how I was able to to just contribute to my education. It really made me feel independent. I was like, this is awesome. I went back to Colombia in late December 2017 and I went there with a friend from Australia actually and I showed him where I was raised, I showed him the city where I'm from and it was amazing because we stayed there for a month and even though it seems like a long time, it's just so short to like kind of show everyone uh, all the things that you would like to show them. All my family welcomed him and he had a great time. It's interesting because when I got to Colombia for, for the holiday that I planned, it's such a good feeling to reunite with your family to kind of like hug them in person because you know you can talk to them virtually but it's not the same it was so good like I even cried and everything but it's funny because the first week went by and I felt a little bit bored because I have such a like I guess busy routine here I was like oh what am I gonna do but there's so many things to do but you feel like oh I want to I want to go back and continue with my plans like I actually like my my routine in Australia I've had an amazing time and all my experiences have been positive I think my next step now for the future is to complete the bachelor uh, at QUT in civil engineering. 
I really want to become a professional civil engineer. I would love to stay in Australia until I become a citizen of this country and I think it would be just amazing. There's so many good things about being an Australian citizen. <laughs> I feel like there's so many good opportunities for people here in Australia regardless the age. Like even if you're very young, if you are very passionate about what you want and you really know what you want, you can go out there and just make it happen, you know. I remember that I was asked once like an advice that I would give someone that is coming to Australia or that is young and is here in Australia, an international student or anyone. I really encourage people to really know what is that they want and work towards it. I'm a big believer of the law of attraction and if you're a positive person and if you keep working hard for those goals, things will happen. They just will happen. If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland, visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the International tab at the top of the page. That's tafeqld.edu.au.